0: Welcome to WTTS In Conversation. I'm Matt Peltzer. A couple of months ago, I got to talk with Noah Cyrus, ahead of a show she did in deluxe at Old National Center. And I, I didn't really know what to expect. I wasn't sure I'd be able to connect with a young woman from a famous family. Our lives just seem so different. But that's what I get for assuming things. As you'll hear, she was great to talk with. And heartbreak affects all of us the same, which indeed was where her album, The Hardest Part, came from. We started off talking about the song she did with Vance Joy called Everybody Needs Someone.
1: I'm in kind of an echoey room. I hope that's okay for you.
0: That's fine. Whatever works for you works for me. I I just appreciate the time.
1: Yeah, no, we're we're sorry. We're in the venue today already. We got here kind of early and they let us into the venue, so we're just hanging out. There's some pianos in here and a beautiful organ. So we're sitting around and playing with the organ.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I'll let you. I'll, I'll I'll try to get this done so you can get back to that because that sounds like fun. No,
1: it's <laughs> great. It's nice to talk to you. Thanks for having me.
0: Good morning, Noah. Good
1: morning. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. So let's talk about that song. Vance Joy seems like a wonderful person. Was he? And how did that song happen?
1: You know what? It's so full circle for me to do this song with Vance because. The way I got signed to a record label, I went and I played in a coffee shop uh, on Tuesdays and a friend of mine went and we covered Brit Tide, and he was playing the ukulele and it ended up getting online line or something. And, and that's how I ended up getting a record deal. And so that was kind of the start of it all. And I was always really, really, I loved his songs. I was, I'm, I'm still such a huge fan of his music but he really shaped a lot of like, I think my songwriting as well. And storytelling, I really loved the way he told stories from his very first album. And so we've always been like, which is so crazy to me, a little bit in touch. It kind of happened over COVID just I'd watches that, you know, when we were all in our living rooms, watching those lives everybody was doing, I was watching his lives every single day and had it, you know, screen whatever shared to my TV and I was always listening to Vance. And so whenever this song came about, I texted him or DM'd him. I don't think I had his new number or something. And somehow we got this song done. I had a verse and chorus done and the bridge and there was an open spot for this verse. And I just knew that it was meant for Vance.
0: Well, and he's just such a... Sort of a wholesome, pure spirited guy, too. It seems like I've talked to him once, and it just like the dude just seems nice and genuine and really wonderful in every way. Have, you, sure. have you gotten to like spend time with him or anything like that? Or was this a you all recorded what? and send it's, it thing?
1: It's all a recorded and send it thing because you know, we really have wanted to get connected, but whenever we first got connected, he was it was COVID and we were all in a lockdown, and then you know, we were doing this song and he was on tour and now I'm on tour. And so it's kind of the modern, modern way of making music, I guess. I typically I would typically prefer, of course, for us to be in a room together always, you know, but of course, I'm still, you know, so happy to have him on the record. And um, it was really such an honor to do a song with him because he really has been such an inspiration to me from such a young age.
0: I spent this past Sunday listening to the hardest part, which has been out for a year now, and and the weather was perfect for it. When I listened, it was a little cool out, cloudy sprinkles. I was out on a walk when I listened. It was, Noah, this gorgeous barrage of heartbreak. I could imagine listening to this album at another point in my life and it really, really helping with some heartbreak that I had been through. Have you heard this from fans?
1: I, I hear it, and honestly, I see it every single night. And it's so it's so it's such a nice experience because I've really seen that like when I get on stage, like everyone in the crowd, like we're all friends, we're all there to support each other. You know, there's a lot of tears, of course, at the show, because, I, you know, I even last night, like there's just sometimes that those lyrics really, you know, when you're talking about anxiety and depression and these struggles. You know, that's something that I deal with all the time, you know, and so these lyrics are really just, you know, still true to this day. And, you know, I just I I love how much this has brought me closer to my fans. This album, I really have gotten to see them and they've really gotten to see me in a way that, you know, I know I needed them to have. And and it was really important for me to to, to get this close with them and to get this real with them.
0: Well, they're all such personal songs and they're i mean they're they're good so i'm glad you included them all Mm -hmm. in the record but did you well thank you did you hesitate though to share any of this for that reason and, and so many others no well that's good
1: i may have hesitated to be so open i could have left more for you know just people to wonder But I also was going through such a hard time from age 18 to the end of being 20. The end of like that December when I decided to give up my addiction to downers and I really needed help. I was really kind of nervous about doing that. It was noticeable that I had been going through a hard time and so... I felt that I needed to tell that about myself and I want, I wanted to, I did a Rolling Stone interview, which was so amazing. And and it was such a great experience, but you know, I even told, told them before, like, man, I'm nervous because this is, this is some really hard topics for me. And they still get really tough thinking about it, you know,
0: Were they, I mean, it sounds like it went well. Would you consider that interview to have been respectful enough?
1: Absolutely. I loved, I loved that interview so much. And it was such an amazing experience. I actually, uh, the writer that I worked with on that, that I talked to on that interview, we did something together afterwards just because we connected so much that we ended up doing a Grammy talk just with everyone there. And, um, Talked through the songs. I did a couple acoustic songs, and it was really great. And that was such a respectful interview, and I was really, really grateful that I was able to tell my story with them, and that they gave me that opportunity. And were so, so kind during that.
0: That's wonderful. Uh, and we yeah. we played the one that you did with uh, Ben Gibbard of Death Cab for Cutie uh, called "Every Beginning oh. Ends." <laughs> what is that? <laughs>
1: that's just like you know the greatest thing i think that's happened in like my career in my life yeah you a big fan yeah i'm a huge fan and again i'm a big fan of storytelling you know and just i love i love his lyrics and i love that band i love i love every project he's ever done i love postal services i'm so excited they're doing this like dual tour where he's they're performing both albums and they're doing the um Hollywood Bowl is they regret? I'm thinking it's the Hollywood Bowl. I'm excited to see Ben as well. I've never seen them play live um because I was quite young when I became a fan of them. I remember my sister Brandy she would always be uh playing Death Cab for Cutie in the car and she'd always she never let me touch the radio or the AC because she said like when you drive the car, you can control it. <laughs> But it actually got me to learn some really great music. And I really fell in love with Death Cab. And it was such a crazy experience to go to Seattle and work with him so closely. And when we wrote this song, it was like, we wrote it in like 20 minutes. And it was just so, yeah, we wrote it in 20 minutes. It really reminded me of the time I wrote Make Me Cry with Labyrinth. It was just so, you know, Ben used the word cosmic. And I thought that was a really good word for it yeah, we just, I I would love to work with him again and again and again, and he feels the same. And, you know, I love writing with him and it's been great.
0: That song, Every Beginning, and it just toys with your emotions. (laughs) Like to to hear that it came together in 20 minutes, like on on the one hand, it makes sense that something just like that came out of the ether at you and you just had to put it on paper. And uh, on the other hand, it's like, it almost frustrates me that something that beautiful happened that fast.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, it definitely, you know, it started from like a conversation of, you know, we'd been through a lot of similar stuff, but also, you know, Ben's a little older than me and he's also had more experiences in ways that we were going through the same thing, but in different, in different ways, if that makes sense. And, you know, I also had been witnessing things in my life that that really connected to this and there was just so much inspiration and he told me, you know, my dad says, and I actually think of this every single day from now on because I'm in my own relationship. And I think it's really important to remember that you do have to wake up every day and remind yourself that you love someone and are there for somebody and that this is a relationship and a relationship takes work every single day. And that's that's what a relationship is and i think it's so important but it's so sad whenever you're in that one relationship that you feel or see or witness or are in watching it fade away and you know that goes into the feeling of the hardest part and everything that you've had it's all gone mm. and so i think that i think that song and you know this album that, that they all hold so many meanings and topics and relate to so many things and people in in our life ourselves and others you know yeah
0: i loved it i loved it i loved it Next week Thank you're you. playing what I like to call the Haunted Basement Deluxe at Old National Center. Uh it's just this is great. It haunted? Well, I mean I like to say it is. It's an old building and it's the basement and it became a venue like a, a few years ago. So the other rooms that are also venues in that building have been Venues for like over a hundred years, like the one room is about to celebrate its hundredth year anniversary, and so that room downstairs has been there for a long time, but they just started using it as a venue not that long ago. And I like to think that there's something going on in there. Does the space that you're playing tend to affect your performance if it's someplace like that?
1: Well, I'm ready to see a ghost or whatever. <laughs> or to, I, I like I'm like excited now that I'm I hear haunted. I feel like i really pick up on those things i i believe in that and i was when you said that i was gonna ask you has it been on like ghost hunters like, why do you call it haunted
0: <laughs> i just get a feeling when <laughs> i'm, I'm in there. excited to go noah cyrus her album is called the hardest part you got to go hear it thanks for your time
1: thank you so much for having me
0: she was so sweet thanks again noah This has been WTTS In Conversation. If you're listening on the new app, you already know. If you don't, you should get it. It allows you to listen to WTTS anywhere you have service if you're outside of our broadcast range. I'm Matt Pelser, morning 6 to 10. We'll be back again with a fresh episode of this podcast in a couple weeks.